Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Hey, sunshine, sleep, uh, Montana, smooth. Midweek, Pashat Raisha, Pashanang Day. Most people start. 
Most people start with Shamu Bnei Yisrael Tashavis. Some people just do Al Kain Derech Hashem Ukeim Shavis by Kachel. It's a whole issue. This is not a full pasuk, right? The place to talk about. Most people start. Most people start with with the Shamru. But there are some people, like Rabbi Elephant over here, and like my Rosh Hashiva, that start. That starts with the Pesukim. If you look before uh, the Shamru in the, in the Siddur, it starts with Tashim Mishabbat, Raglecha, Asayt, Chafasechem, Yom Tachi, the Karas of the Shabbat. Beautiful Pesukim that, that, that Simon after Simon is also Shabbat. Now we know the few Pesukim that we skip every Shabbat. So what do those Pesukim say? In Tashim Mishabbat, Raglecha. Um... I like the article for a change. I like the article, article translation to that. In Tashav Mishabbat Raglecha, if you restrain because of Shabbos, your feet. In Tashav Mishabbat Raglecha, that you pull in on Shabbos. We don't travel for Kukum. We don't, we don't, we, we, Shabbos, we're very limited on Shabbos. If you do that, and you're Mechabedet, and you, 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 you speak on Shabbos where you're supposed to speak, you walk on Shabbos where you're supposed to walk, if you do all those things, then you get a certain star. Oh, then, oh, Tisana Gal Hashem, then you'll have Taina, like we learned in the Filthy Shoram today, then you'll have Taina Gal Hashem, you'll have pleasure from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, your Kapticha Obama Sayoret, the Ha'achalticha Nachlach Yaakov Avicha, that's what's important for us in the Son of Creation, and I will give you, I will be Ma'achal to you, Nachla of Yaakov Avicha, the Nachla of Yaakov, your father. What's the Nachla of Yaakov? So it's the Pasuk, not in Parshish Vayishlam, but the Pasuk in Parshish Vayishlam, I believe. The Pasuk says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mavtiach Yaakov, Ufaraksa Yomo Vokeid Masafayna Vonegba. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mavtiach Yaakov, Ufaraksa, the word Ufaraksa doesn't just mean to spread out. The word Ufaraksa means to break out, to break barriers. Uparatsa, you will break out. Yamov, a cave, but the fine of an egg. Listen to the irony. Listen to the Mida Kenegadida. If you restrain yourself, excuse me. If you restrain yourself, if you limit yourself, if you'll hold yourself back, the covet Shabbos, you'll be better to an Akhla where you'll break down all barriers. You'll be as unrestrained as could be. Now, upon a little further research, we'll discover that it makes sense that Yaakov Avinu was given that bracha because the the Kviyas Chumen first comes from Yaakov Avinu. It says that after Yaakov met Esav, he moved on to Shechem. He built Sukkot. He moved to Shechem. He camped by the by the Pnei here by the face of the opening of the city. Let's say. Rashi says, Arab Shabbos It was Arab Shabbos. Vayichan, the Sfarim tell us, is Oisius Vayonach. That Yaakov got ready to rest for Shabbos. Vayonach Vayoyim Ashri. And Vayichan is Peneu Ir, Medrash says, Shekovat Chumen. The Yaakov was Kaveya Chumen. Yaakov was Kaveya, it's from Shabbos. So that means, I actually saw in the question, did he make Erev Chumen or he was just Kaveya the Chumen? It's a discussion. But Yaakov set up, Yaakov set up where the Tchum Shabbos goes to. He limited himself. He was Meshav Mishabbat Ravlov. He was, he limited himself. He held himself in. He restrained himself. 
And that Yaakov Avinu, this Vayichan Espanir, is the same Yaakov Avinu. Not exactly in that order, but it's the same Yaakov Avinu that was given the bracha to Farak, the Yama, Vakema, the Fain of limitless expansion, breaking through all barriers. The Shaila is why here? Why is it necessary? After Yaakov meets Esau, he has his whole encounter with Esau. Esau tries every trick to get him to, 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 um, to, to affect him. He tries to kill him, he tries to bite him, his neck turns into marble. He tries to say, I'll travel with you, which you know Esau's plans. When he travels with Yaakov, they're not pleasant for Yaakov. And Yaakov says, go ahead. And he finally finishes, he comes out with Shalim, Vayova Yaakov Shalim, he comes out um, uh, safe from Esau. And the first mitzvah that we find that he does, I would think maybe he should bring a carpentaida, would be a good mitzvah. I can think of a lot of mitzvahs. The first mitzvah he does, Kovach Tzumen, he makes Tzumen. Why is that important? So I think, I just want to share a thought. It's very relevant for us. It's relevant for us to understand Shabbat. And it's relevant for us to understand during the week also. This that we say that as a chutz for restraining ourselves on Shabbos, and everybody understands when we say restraining ourselves, we, just, we don't just mean that you can't walk 2,000 amas. We're very restrained on Shabbos. As a matter of fact, we are more restrained on Shabbos than they were in the times of the Gemara. Because we live on things that we can't do on Shabbos. We're very, our lives are so different on Shabbos that the first thing, when Yaakov Greenwald and I were discussing how to convince our new Schwarzer member of the shul not to become Jewish, the first thing I told him was to describe Shabbos to him. Unfortunately, it didn't work. He's still interested. But, but the first thing is, is to describe Shabbos. Because Gaims do not believe, Gaims do not understand Shabbos. They don't believe it's Shabbos because we're so restricted on Shabbos. <laughs> I want to suggest that it's not the pshat that it's a midah connected midah. It's not the pshat that in the chus that we sit never we restrain ourselves on Shabbos, and that chus was zaycha that the Shabbos rewards us with nachal of sarim. That's not the pshat. The pshat is that the effect of restraining us, the effect, the, the effect it has on us that we're restrained on Shabbos is that we get a nachal of sarim. Let me explain with the marshal. Imagine the following mashal. I don't know the biology of how birds work. It's my own fantasy. I'm asking you to come into my brain for a minute. I'm going to share with you a little story about a bird. If it works if it, in today's birds in the forest, fine. If not, it's also fine. But anyway, the mother bird was about to give birth to... Uh, she had her eggs in her nest. She was about to give birth to five little baby birds. And they break through the, the, the eggs and you have, if you ever seen videos or pictures of these tiny little birds when they first crack themselves out of the shell, tiny featherless birds that can barely walk, and they're just hungry. We, we, I think we could all imagine that you know the, the mouths open and the mother feeding the birds. And the job of the mother at that time is to teach her baby birds to teach them how to walk, how to eat, and eventually how to fly. And they get lessons from their mother. They follow their mother around. Last year I was, I was, I was walking, was it Chaimak? Were we together? Was it last year or this year? I remember a few months ago I was walking with Chaimar in Fulton Park and we mamish saw this mother bird 
and there were these little tiny like chicks walking behind it. It was in the water, next to the water, and then in the water. We couldn't believe it. We tried no, to take pictures. It didn't, it didn't work out. But it was mamish like the mother was like leading the way, trying to get the kids to learn how to swim, how to, you know, it was Dover Nisla. I also distinctly remember um, the first time I was by Niagara Falls. This is my memory of Niagara Falls. The first time I was by Niagara Falls, we were on the American side, and the river is coming down. I'm sure everyone's been there. The river is rushing down and over the falls, and I'm, I'm looking at it. And there was a family of birds that apparently decided that the river was a good place to settle down. And they were never, they were all facing the wrong direction, heading down the river. And with their mother, they went down. That was my John Lewis and Niagara Falls. <laughs> so there's like five birds, five, six birds, like together, and it's just so I don't know what happened to them. Some to hate for us, but I don't know what happened to them. But anyway, so but anyway, but our our mother bird is a good mother bird, and she's and she's teaching she's teaching her little children how to eat, how to walk, how to fly. So she she teaches them how to walk, and they're waddling behind her, and they finally figure out their you know how to how to move themselves, and then she starts teaching them one by one how to fly. And one by one, she brings them to the edge of a little cliff, and she jumps off with them, and she shows them how to stretch out her, their wings and how to fly into the into the sky. And the fifth one, she says, "Okay, it's your turn. Let's go. It's time to learn how to fly." And he says, "You know what? You fly. I'll walk. I'll meet you there." And she says, "What's the matter? I'm too scared to fly. I'm scared. It's dangerous. You could fall. You could hurt yourself. I'm scared of heights." I'm too scared to fly. And she says, you can't, a bird can't survive without flying. You have to be able to fly away from predators. You have to be able to fly down south for, uh, for, for the winter. You, you, there's, a, there's a lot. You, you have to be able to fly. You can't just walk and look. Some people fly. Some people, some birds fly. Some birds walk. I'm a walking bird. You know, you ever, you know, when I drive around sometimes, you see someone walking and you stop and offer them a ride and they're like, go ahead, like they're going to walk. She's going to walk. This is the, he's going to walk. The little bird is going to walk. And the mother was devastated. What would you do if you were the mother bird? The bird does not want to fly. So she stayed up all night. And she, the bird was sleeping. And she built, literally built with twigs and leaves and dirt. She built a prison around the bird. No doors, no escape hatches, a prison, a wall. Like the birds build nests. This bird built a prison around the bird. The baby bird wakes up in the morning. What is going on? It was construction overnight. What is going on here? So she says, I'm sorry, I've decided to lock you up. Are you crazy? Are you, you're my mother. Like, what are you talking about? You're locked up. I'm sorry. There's got to be a door to this thing. There's no door. Colto. And she leaves. And the bird, obviously, gets up and he tries to rush against the, 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 the edge of the, of the prison and the bird bangs against his little furry body, banging against and it would not budge. These birds know how to build, you know, if you've ever seen that. They know how to build. And he tries the other way. He's banging, banging. The feathers are coming off. It's rubbing against the skin and nothing. And finally, out of frustration, the bird just stretches out its wings and flies out. And years later, that bird walks by this little prison with his own children following behind him. And he says, you see that structure? My mother built that for me. She put me into it and, built, and, and, and locked me in there. So the children say, it's a prison. It's a prison. Your mother, our bubby bird, your mother put you into a prison. 
so he was the bird responded, I'll pick great prison. Don't call it a prison, call it my cheirus, call it my freedom. If not for that prison, I wouldn't be able to fly and I probably would be dead now. But thanks to that prison that didn't allow me to walk, I had to lift myself up higher. That's Chum Shabbat. That's Chum Shabbat. We have, I've spoken to many guys over the years, and there are people that have a really tough time on Shabbat. I'm not talking about Shmirat Shabbat. I'm talking about enjoying Shabbat. I'm talking about loving Shabbat. I'm talking about being able to, to sink your teeth into Shabbat and, 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 and wait for Shabbat and dread Shabbat being over. People have a hard time with that because we're used to walking. We're used to our cell phone and our, our computer and, of course, in the right place, locked up and everything. And we're used to our, our um, you know, we, we used to be, be in touch with people and we, we, we used to be able to drive and we used to, we used to be able to shop and we used to all the things that we do during the week that tie us down to this world. And when we have Shabbat and all the things that tie us down to this world are forbidden to us, there's only one direction to go and that's us. We're in prison. That prison is not a prison. That prison causes ufaratsa. It causes us to break out. It causes our horizons to expand. It causes us to discover growth and steiging and ruchniyas inside of ourselves. Because we have to spend time with ourselves. Because it's a day of ruchniyas. And, it, and if we, if, if we have two choices. We could be the bird that's banging against the prison wall and it doesn't give. Or we could be the bird that learns to, fr- to fly. I know it sounds childish, but that's what I was thinking about, about my phone. Because I discovered, discovered, I was pretty happy, that if I used the front part of my phone, I could still use it like my old phone. No? <laughs> so I discovered. <laughs> but I realized that I just, I went through all this here called learning a new phone. If I'm going to allow myself to keep texting like I was texting before, I'm never going to reach Simcha's Madrega that Simcha's promising me that I'm gonna be, my fingers are going to be flying on the keyboard like they never were on the, on the numbers if I just give in to the T9. If we give in, and Rabbi said this is a serious thing, if we allow ourselves to become distracted too much with the world around us, with the mundane, with the technicalities, I don't mean bad things necessarily. I just mean the mundane, the chayl, the regular, the phone calls, the people, the friends, the arrangements, the, the, all, the, all the things in life. We lose sight of who we are. We lose sight of our ability to develop a relationship with Hashem, to pour out our hearts to Hashem, to feel a connection, to grow in learning, to appreciate a day of learning. We lose our ability to do that. Shabbos is an, is an, is an opportunity to do that. Yaakov met with Esau. Rav tells us, and maybe tomorrow when I speak tomorrow, maybe I'll go into more by research. But Rav tells us that, that Yaakov, Shaimaran and I learned this a little bit on Leil Shabbos, that Yaakov had, a, had, a, had a, a deal that he wanted to make with Esau. He had a proposition. I'll be the Yoshev Eichalim. I'll sit and learn. And you go about, go and spread Yiddishkeit all over the world. You go, you be the Ishtada, you spread Yiddishkeit, Yiddishkeit. you spread Ruchniyas, you spread the Dvar Hashem all over the world. That's what Yaakov either wanted. That's what, that's what Yitzchak wanted. <coughs> if you're around tomorrow, maybe I'll speak about it and bring a riot to that. But Lamaita, in very short, Esau said no. Esau is not interested in being our partner. We've noticed. Esau is not interested in being our partner, that we can just sit and connect with the Baruch and Esau will go out into the world. He's not interested. So 
the Yankees realize that he's going to have to go out into the world. We don't. We have Kalisha. We don't have the luxury to have just for time Kanievskis. We need Yisachers and we need Zvulans. We have to do. We have to do the whole job. The whole package Kali Yisrael has to do. We have to have the people that are Yaman Galayla learning. We have to have the people that are out there spreading the Zvarashem to the four corners of the world. We have to do both. We don't have the luxury of letting Esau take care of reaching out to the world. We don't have that luxury. Yaakov was afraid then. If I'm going to be, if I'm going to have to go out there, if I'm going to have to interact with people, with the Gaiusha world, if I'm going to have to be Isaac and Parnassah, if I'm going to have to be involved with all the mundane Zvarim Shalchayl of the world, I'm going to get lost in it. Distracting. But the next thing Yaakov did was Kavat Tchumen. He made boundaries. Ad Khan Tchum Shabbos. Until here is the Tchum Shabbos. He wanted to be able to remind himself that there's something called flying, not just walking. There's something called... He didn't want to get lost in his Dvarim Shalchayl. He wanted to be able to attach Kedusha to them without getting lost in them. Not, it's not just true with Shabbos. It's true with any day of the week. We bar Hashem have the luxury that we could come in here, we could spend a few minutes learning. Even if we're not able to learn, we could just enjoy the fact that we're in a base measure, and we're in a yeshiva. We, we have that luxury. But that's not always true as we go on with life. As we go on with life, there'll be there'll, there'll be times, and there are even now sometimes times that we don't we have a day that we don't that we don't learn, that we have a day that we're busy, that we're out there, that, that, that Hanukkah is coming, Rosh Shabbat and vacations, and we're out there in the world. It's important to be kaveyas chumen on every day to make a time to think. You know what a time to think means? It's incredible to think about. It means to turn off your cell phone for a few minutes. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what that's like? It means that to, to, to not to actually be able to be alone, to be walking in the streets. I'm saying this not sarcastically. I have a very hard time doing it. It means to be able to walk in the street alone, just thinking. Until Yisharim promises that if a yid will just think, he will become closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. he will become closer to Hashem. Just to think a little, to restrain ourselves so that we could fly. So, Binyamin and I have a friend who lives in Brooklyn, and he's a, he's a business, and he's pretty successful. Pretty successful. And he has a minute that he's done, I think, for the last two years, that every Thursday night, <coughs> he packages, packages up food and he delivers food for a Tanchei Shabbos, to needy family. Now, this guy is, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a million friends. He's busy, he has fun, he, 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 he's, he's, a, he's just a fun guy. And he has a beautiful car, a beautiful Lexus, and, and he, you know, and, and, and he's, he's enjoying life. The Thursday night comes, his Lexus is full of food for four people. And he goes from house to house with another friend of his, he goes from house to house and they deliver food to people. I was sitting with him Thursday night, I was in Brooklyn Thursday night, and he was done with his, with his rounds, and he tells me, that this week, him and his friends went into a house. There was a couple there. They brought them their crate of food for Shabbos. And they looked so sad. They looked so broken, having to come on to somebody else with food for Shabbos. Loyalena. They looked so... And he came out and he was moved. And this is a guy that has whatever he wants. Right? He has whatever he wants. And, and, but he came out and he, he felt broken also. He felt so sad. He felt so moved. His, 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 fr- his friend and him came out there, tears in their eyes. And he told me that 
the last week or so, we've been trying to think of what's the name. We're starting a new company, an advertising company. Trying to think of what to name the company. And he decided this Thursday night, he's naming his company Thursday Night Media. Because he wants the La'olam Ba'ed, no matter how successful he is, he should always remember that there are Nisrachim in the world, and that it's our responsibility to give to them. I was so Nisragish when he was telling it to me, I just got up and I hugged him. I, I didn't know what to do with myself. That's a person that knows what it means to do the job of Yaakov and Esau. To attach Ruchnius to every Dover Shochel. To name his company after his Sunday Shabbos Ruth. The Dover Nifla. The Dover Nifla to be able to do that. I want to mention just because we're heading into a Shabbos, we're heading into a Shabbos now, it's just Sunday. But we have a week of Hasana now for a Shabbos that could be a life changing Shabbos for us. As it is in Yeshiva, we spend Shabbos together. But it's Shabbos in Yeshiva, we're used to it. And some of us go in, go back, and some of us are here, and some of us make our rabbi and Rosh Hashiva get into a fight with the Segevashot and Nakevashot. And so on. I certainly don't have the benefit of. of of spending Shabbos with you because I have a shul I'm a plowing golos on Shabbos this coming Shabbos we have an opportunity that we're all going to be spending Shabbos together and we have an opportunity like we have an opportunity here and I, I don't think that I'm off base mentioning it on Sunday I don't think I'm off base I think we need a week to think about it this Shabbos has to pound this Shabbos has to be like we described when I was speaking a few weeks ago that if you would cut the air it would bleed it has to be alive. This is the Shabbos that we could be Mekayim in touch with me Shabbos Raglecha. That we could restrain ourselves. We'll be locked in to a hotel for Shabbos with good food and friends and Gishmak and, 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 and singing and, 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 you know, and, and all the Gishmak that we have when we spend time together. It's not a small thing. And we need to have a rhyme to make this a Shabbos that's much, much, much more far-reaching than just the 24 hours that were there. I've been to hotels for Shabbos many times before. That's not what this is about. This is about something higher. A, a, we call it a Tam Elyon, a special time of Shabbos. So let's, each of us in our own way, try to focus on, in order to have a Shabbos that's a Shabbos, we have to have a week that's a week. This Shabbos, we should come in tired because we learned hard this week. And each of us on our own level, whatever it means to pick up the pace a little bit, to work a little harder this week, to involve ourselves in Rukhia so that when Shabbos comes, we're ready to make this a Shabbos that we'll always remember and that will affect all Shabbos to come. Shkaya. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any daf in Shas, including Mara McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.